When you think about the most influential cities in hip-hop history, a few stand out immediately. New York City as its birthplace, LA as the city that took it over after New York's run, Atlanta, who took it after New York's run as well, Chicago and the rise of drill music around the world, New Orleans and the entrepreneurship that Cash Money and No Limit brought to the game, along with the flossing and stunting and big balling, Memphis so for how they innovated Crunk, Trap, with 3-6 Mafia, those, that production, shout out uh, DJ Paul, Juicy J, shout out all DJ Squeaky, all the other people that helped innovate that sound. But there's one that goes under the radar. And yeah, it's in LA County, but it's its own entity. And that's the city of Long Beach, the LBC, the 213. Today is February 13th, and I'm calling it 213 Day to honor the city of Long Beach and their legacy and rap. This is your man Dan, another episode of The Last Dan. And let me tell y'all something. When I was a kid, Snoop was one of my favorite rappers. He might have been my favorite. And then it was like Biggie, Juvenile Mace. It's, it's a random order of when it, they all came to me. I think I was in the bad boy house first. Then I might have flown down to cash money and then learn about Snoop somewhere in there. But Snoop was a rapper that I always loved because of his style, his flow, the cadences, how cool he was. His persona was what? The Big Mac, man. The pimp of the year. The coolest gangster you know. He had everybody crip walking. Shout out Lil Bow Wow. That's actually his young homie. But everybody was crip walking that was not gang banging. He made it cool. Shout out Dub C as well. The greatest Crip Walker I've ever seen in rap history. But yeah, just learning about Snoop coming into his uh, catalog in the No Limit era. Uh, I would say the last meal, 2000, might have been the one, the first albums I heard from Snoop. Then going back to Doggy Style, you know, Dog Father, all that, and following his career, he always put on for his hometown, Long Beach. And you know about his collective. You know about his history starting with Death, uh, Death Row. Death Row, if you guys aren't aware, was ran by Dr. Dre and Suge Knight. They are not from Long Beach. However, Dr. Dre's stepbrother is Warren G, who grew up in Long Beach. The story goes that one day, Dr. Dre's having a party, and Warren G plays music that him and his buddies are doing. In a group called 213. The group is Warren G himself. He's the DJ. He raps too. He produces. You got Snoop Dogg and you got Nate Dogg. <laughs> and that is basically the formation of Death Row when you think about it. Death Row doesn't exist without Long Beach and Warren G. For whatever reason, Snoop and Nate Dogg signed a Death Row. Warren G does not sign a Death Row. Maybe that was Dr. Dre protecting his stepbrother who knows but hey so you know they built the chronic even the album being called the chronic that's because that's what snoop said they were smoking the chronic then they make doggy style then the above the rim soundtrack around that time on the i think it's on the above the rim soundtrack you got regulate warren g and nate dog that creates a huge bidding war warren g ends up signing with def jam 
and he makes regulate the G-Funk era. Then you also have the Dog Pound, Daz, Snoop's cousin. Great artist himself, one of the most underrated producers in hip-hop history. They make dog food. And then before you know it, Snoop has a murder case. He beats it. He makes the dog father underwhelming. He leaves. Death Row is dead. But the legacy lives forever. When you think about people who put on for where they from outside of the major cities, the first thing that pops in my mind is Long Beach and what these brothers did. Also, shout out to the Dove Shack. Summertime in the LBC is one of the greatest songs ever. Shout out to Vince Staples, dope artist, represent Long Beach right now, heavy. Shout out the East Siders, you know, Goldie Loke, Trey CD, all those guys. Shout out to Long Beach, rest in peace, Nate Dog. If you never listened to his solo albums, check it out. He's talented. He wasn't just a great chorus singer or hook writer. He also made dope music on his own. My Music and Me came out 2001. Shout out my brother Nana. We used to bump that a lot. I might bump it today myself. So salute to everybody out there in the LBC. Shout out to people that take pride of where they from and don't try to be act like they from somewhere else. Because I'm from Northern Virginia. I grew up with a lot of people that act like they from D.C. <laughs> they from Maryland because they were embarrassed to say they're from Northern Virginia whether it's what, Alexandria, Lorton, whatever. But Long Beach, they always took pride on where they from and they made it known around the world. Wu-Tang, the same thing with Staten Island. They made it known around the world. So that's what 213 Day is to me. It's just, hey man, shout out to Long Beach and all the great music they made, but also people that put where they from on the map and make it cool, make it known, make it popular without trying to be something that they're not. That's beautiful. But before we go, I got to say rest in peace to True Goy, the Dove, a.k.a. Dave, Plug 2 from De La Soul. He passed away yesterday, um, reportedly from congestive heart failure. He was 54 years old, very young. Um, De La Soul is one of the 10 greatest groups in hip-hop history. They have an impeccable discography, starting with Three Feet High and Rising, uh, De La Soul is Dead, Balloon Mind State, uh, Stakes is High, it goes on and on. They were also, they're from Long Island, another very important area in hip-hop's history. I can make a whole other podcast about all the legends that come from Long Island. They're one of them, De La, and... The way they innovated with their production, their lingo, their rap style, they'll last, man. And it's sad because De La is dope. And they're one of the legendary groups that never broke up, man. They always would still crank good music from when they started in 1989 to the 90s, 2000s. Even their last album, I believe, 2017, the anonymous nobody, good, man. So shout out to them, uh, Hearts go out and thoughts and prayers go out to his family, his loved ones, and the whole hip-hop community because Daylight was just got back their masters and all that. They were planning to do a big rollout with, uh, I think they're coming on streaming March 3rd. They've been having plans about their music. They got their samples cleared, and it sucks that uh, 
Dave isn't going to be here with us physically to see this evolution in the group, but um, we can't forget him and we won't forget him because he's too important to the rap game. Another thing that I want to salute before I get out of here is um, this is actually the anniversary of the Negro National League being created on February 13th, 1920. Rube Foster, a former player, who decided to become a coach, a manager, he said, hey, we as black men need to create our own league, own our own league, and operate our own league. There were uh, Negro leagues in the past that would run for a few months here and there. The Negro National League was the longest running Negro league until, you know, it couldn't run anymore because all their talent was going to the MLB. But to have that entrepreneur spirit it's Black History Month. I like to push that. That hey, we don't, I know I get it. It's always good to sign to somebody to work for somebody. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you have the drive to create something for yourself and your people, and you believe in it, hold on to it and build it and help it grow because that's what Rube Foster is about, was about. That's what I'm about. That's what Dorian Wave Network is about. And I hope all the other creative people out there that got their own company. Just think about what you can do to maximize it for yourself, for your community, before you think about cashing out and selling. I get it. If you get that right opportunity, go for it. But if you feel like you got a vision and you can stay with it and see it through, do that too. Because that's my goal. I want to own Doyen Wave Network forever. 100%. Don't want to sell it to nobody. Maybe I might sell a few shares here or there. I don't know. But I want it to be a black-operated company forever, fully owned and operated by black people. So maybe I won't sell it. Maybe that was cat. Maybe it wasn't. Everybody has a price. But, hey, hopefully you make sure that your price never sacrifices what your integrity is. And so shout-out to Rube Foster for all you did. He's a Hall of Famer, Baseball Hall of Famer. Check him out, his legacy. Rest in peace, Dave, from De La Soul, Plug 2. Shout out to everybody from Long Beach. Rest in peace, Nate Dog. Your legacy is forever. And shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl. We're going to have an episode on that tomorrow, talking about the legacy of Andy Reid. So be on the lookout for that, but stay blessed. I'm out.